0: We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
1: I'm
2: Life be so simple if everything made sense, or would I miss the joy of trust and lose my recompense if I saw the way before me each journey and each step? Would I need to trust my Savior? And hide within the cleft Oh how sweet it truly is To trust his every word To grasp the hand of the mighty God The one I'm called to serve another step I'll run Your will be done If I could have my choices to see His will or not I'd choose the way that He chose And trust his every thought. Instead of being worried, I'll rest in his, be still. And leave the outcome all to him. And trust his perfect will. Your will be done.
0: hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
3: Simple prayer I bring before him when I humbly seek his face and bow bow the knee. or him as you
4: Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over. Till the thunder sounds no more. Till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast, let me stand. Try For there's no end of sorrow There's no hope by and by But I know Thou art with me And tomorrow I'll rise Where the storm's never dark In the skies Till the storm passes over Till the thunder. And in the hollow of thy hand keep me safe till the storm passes by. When the long night has ended and the storms come no more, let me stand in thy presence on that bright peaceful shore. In that land where the tempest never comes, Lord, may I dwell with Thee when the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky fast. Let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Keep me safe till the storm
0: Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music.
5: He doesn't have to keep another promise. Every prophecy he made has been fulfilled. The season of his coming is upon us. Then this world will know what Jesus said is real. Go tell the world. Go tell the world it's not a story. Go tell the world. Go tell the world he left the tomb. Go tell the world. Go tell the world he's now in glory. Go tell the world he'll be back. He's coming soon. It's time to sound alarms and heed the warning.
6: Christians have to make the message clear.
5: Be ready, he may come before the morning. If they miss it, they can't say they didn't hear. Go tell the world, go tell the world it's not a story Go tell the world, go tell the world he left the tomb Go tell the world, go tell the world he's now in glory Go tell the world he'll be back, he's coming soon If we stand the weak, we'll lean upon us If we shine the blind, we'll see the light We're so sinner-friendly, we're dishonest What's wrong with telling sinners to get right? Go tell the world Go tell the world it's not a story Go tell the world Go tell the world he left the tomb Go tell the world Go tell the world he's now in glory Go tell the world he'll be back, he's coming soon. Go tell the world, tell the world it's, not, it's a not a story. Go tell the world, tell the world he, world, left, the he left the tomb. Go tell the world he's now in glory. Go tell the world he'll be back, he's coming soon. Go tell the world he's coming back. And come in soon.
1: Go tell the world.
6: of all. Who is he? Creation trembles at his call. Who is he? The lowly sacrifice who paid a victim's price. His name is Jesus. The Father's own right hand, Jesus, Son of God and Son of Man, Jesus, who died and rose again, Jesus, He's the Lion and The power none can tame Who is he When every foe would fear his name Who is he Who was humbly led away To suffer that dark day His name is own right hand Jesus son of God and son of man Jesus who died and rose again Jesus he's the lion and That burn like fire Who is he? Oh, the wonder he inspires Who is he? He bore the guilt and shame For the ones who've gone astray His name is Jesus the Father's own right hand, Jesus, Son of God and Son of Man, Jesus, who died and rose again, Jesus, He's the Lion and the Lamb.
0: Listening to songs of praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God.
6: Description. Too marvelous For words Too wonderful For comprehension Like nothing Ever seen or heard Who can grasp Your infinite wisdom Who can fathom Depth of your love, you are beautiful beyond description. Majesty enthroned above, and I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand in awe of you.
7: How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that give His only Son to make her rich His treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The Father turns His face away as wounds which mar and one, bring many sons to glory, behold the man upon the cross, my sin upon his shore. all it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished his dying breath has brought me life I know that it is finished no gifts, no power, nor wisdom. But I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should
0: Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music.
8: Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Rickards.
9: Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Chapter 38. The Importance of Seeking True Knowledge. More clearly than we do, we need to understand the issues at stake in the great conflict in which we are engaged. We need to understand more fully the value of the truths of the Word of God and the danger of allowing our minds to be diverted from them by the great deceiver. The infinite value of the sacrifice required for our redemption reveals the fact that sin is a tremendous evil. Through sin, the whole human organism is deranged, the mind is perverted, the imagination corrupted. Sin has degraded the faculties of the soul. Temptations from without find an answering chord within the heart, and the feet turn imperceptibly towards evil. As the sacrifice in our behalf was complete, so our restoration from the defilement of sin is to be complete. No act of wickedness will the law of God excuse. No unrighteousness can escape its condemnation. The ethics of the gospel acknowledge no standard but the perfection of the divine character. The life of Christ was a perfect fulfillment of every precept of the law. He said, "'I have kept my Father's commandments.'" His life is our example of obedience and service. God alone can renew the heart. It is God which works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. But we are bidden, work out your own salvation. John 15 verse 10 and Philippians 2 verses 13 and 12. Subheading. The work that requires our thought. Wrongs cannot be righted, nor can reformations in conduct be made by a few feeble, intermittent efforts. Character building is the work not of a day, nor of a year, but of a lifetime. The struggle for conquest over self, for holiness and heaven, is a lifelong struggle. Without continual effort and constant activity, there can be no advancement in the divine life, no attainment of the victor's crown. The strongest evidence of man's fall from a higher state is the fact that it costs so much to return. The way of return can be gained only by hard fighting, inch by inch, hour by hour. In one moment, by a hasty, unguarded act, we may place ourselves in the power of evil, but it requires more than a moment to break the fetters and attain to a holier life. The purpose may be formed, the work begun, but its accomplishment will require toil, time, perseverance, patience and sacrifice. We cannot allow ourselves to act from impulse. We cannot be off guard for a moment. Beset with temptations without number, we must resist firmly or be conquered. Should we come to the close of life with our work undone, it would be an eternal loss. The life of the Apostle Paul was a constant conflict with self. He said, I die daily, in 1 Corinthians 15.31. His will and his desires every day conflicted with duty and the will of God. Instead of following inclination, he did God's will and however crucifying to his nature. At the close of his life of conflict, looking back over its struggles and triumphs, he could say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. 2 Timothy 4 verses 7 and 8 The Christian life is a battle and a march. In this warfare there is no release. The effort must be continuous and persevering. It is by unceasing endeavour that we maintain the victory over the temptations of Satan. Christian integrity must be sought with resistless energy and maintained with a resolute fixedness of purpose. No one will be born upward without stern persevering effort in his own behalf. All must engage in this warfare for themselves. No one else can fight our battles. Individually, we are responsible for the issues of the struggle. Though Noah, Job and Daniel were in the land, they could deliver neither son nor daughter by their righteousness. Subheading, the science to be mastered. There is a science of Christianity to be mastered, a science as much deeper broader, higher than any human science as the heavens are higher than the earth. The mind is to be disciplined, educated, trained for we are to do service for God in ways that are not in harmony with inborn inclination. Hereditary and cultivated tendencies to evil must be overcome Often the education and training of a lifetime must be discarded, that one may become a learner in the school of Christ. Our hearts must be educated to become steadfast in God. We are to form habits of thought that will enable us to resist temptation. We must learn to look upward, the principles of the Word of God, principles that are as high as heaven and that compass eternity. We are to understand in their bearing upon our daily life. Every act, every word, every thought is to be in accord with these principles. All must be brought into harmony with and subject to Christ. The precious graces of the Holy Spirit are not developed in a moment. Courage, fortitude, meekness, faith unwavering trust in God's power to save are acquired by the experience of years by a life of holy endeavour and firm adherence to the right the children of God are to seal their destiny Subheading No Time to Lose We have no time to lose We know not how soon our probation may close At the longest we have but a brief lifetime here and we know not how soon the arrow of death may strike our hearts. We know not how soon we may be called to give up the world and all its interests. Eternity stretches before us. The curtain is about to be lifted. But a few short years and for everyone now numbered with the living, the mandate will go forth. He that is unjust Let him be unjust still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Revelation 22, verse 11. Are we prepared? Have we become acquainted with God, the governor of heaven, the lawgiver? and with Jesus Christ whom he sent into the world as his representative? When our life work is ended, shall we be able to say, as did Christ our example, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. I have manifested your name. John 17 verses 4 to 6. The angels of God are seeking to attract us from ourselves and from earthly things. Let them not labour in vain. Minds that have been given up to lose thought need to change. Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1, verses 13-16 The thoughts must be centred upon God, We must put forth earnest effort to overcome the evil tendencies of the natural heart. Our efforts, our self denial and perseverance must be proportionate to the infinite value of the object of which we are in pursuit. Only by overcoming as Christ overcame shall we win the crown of life. Subheading The Need of Self Renunciation Man's great danger is in being self-deceived, indulging self-sufficiency and thus separating from God the source of his strength. Our natural tendencies, unless corrected by the Holy Spirit of God, have in them the seeds of moral death. Unless we become vitally connected with God, we cannot resist the unhallowed effects of self-indulgence, self-love and self temptation to sin. In order to receive help from Christ we must realize our need. We must have a true knowledge of ourselves. It is only he who knows himself to be a sinner that Christ can save. Only as we see our utter helplessness and renounce all self-trust shall we lay hold on divine power. It is not only at the beginning of the Christian life that this renunciation of self is to be made. At every advanced step heavenward, it is to be renewed. All our good works are dependent on a power outside of ourselves. Therefore, there needs to be a continual reaching out of the heart after God, a constant earnest confession of sin and humbling of the soul before Him. Perils surround us, and we are safe only as we feel our weakness and cling with the grasp of faith to our mighty Deliverer. To be continued.
8: Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. We hope you enjoy the short presentation of how God led his people after the
10: Reformation from lineagejourney.com. Several weeks after the great disappointment, Ellen was in the home of Mrs. Haynes when as all the young women knelt to pray, God gave Ellen Harmon a vision. He showed her the travels of the people of God to the city of God and assured her that the light given before October the 22nd was genuine. No explanation for the great disappointment was given, but the assurance on its own was a huge encouragement. A week later, God gave Ellen another vision with the added injunction to tell the world what I have told you. Ellen was a timid, frail and sickly young 17 year old, and she wondered if she could possibly do what God was asking her. The angel assured her that God would be with her, that He would be her guide and her strength. Ellen was willing, but she wondered if the Advent believers would accept a message from someone so young and in such poor physical condition. That night, there was a meeting at her house of the believers, but feeling nervous and frightened, she actually ran away from home and went to a friend's house three or four miles away. There she met a man named Joseph Turner, who encouraged her and told her that he was interested in hearing what she had to say. She fled to an upstairs room and was there troubled by a sense of duty and commitment mixed with fear. Had God forsaken her? At last she surrendered and promised that she would share once she got home, but when she got home, the believers had left and the meeting was over. At the next meeting, she gave an account of her vision in detail and instead of being met with derision and scorn, she found the believers happy to listen and learn the reasons for their disappointment. Afterwards, still feeling fearful, she had a visit from her angel who said, Deliver the message faithfully, endure to the end, and ye shall eat the fruit of the tree of life and drink the water of life. committed herself to using the gift that God had bestowed upon her. This gift was given to guide this small and fledgling group through some hard times ahead. There was no organized church, no recognized pastors, no healthcare or education system, no official publications, just scattered groups of believers trying to make sense out of the great disappointment experience and be faithful to their understanding of God's Word. The gift of prophecy would be pivotal in helping this small group to pull through. It would help to confirm what they had studied in God's Word and let them know when they were on the right track. It would be a beacon of light, providing guidance and direction, and is one of the means that God has used to lead His people. In Old and New Testament times, the gift of prophecy has been used. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20, it says, Believe on the Lord your God and be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. God has given us a great gift today. Let us remember to prove all things and hold fast that which is good.
8: To view more episodes in this series, visit lineagejourney.com.